This is this is honesty here. This is this is honesty right now. You're welcome. My PLL fantasy best deal week four. I had Justin Gutterding. I said if he was going to be in, he was going to be good. He was one of the best top 10, top 15 cost per point players this week. Unfortunately, his cost was only three and he only put up 10. Now, I totally missed on Ryland Reese and Troy Wright, the two LSMs I thought were going to do well this week. They ended up not doing well at all. They actually did. Uh, I'm not going to say bad, but, you know, 10 and 8 really, <laughs> it's not great. They didn't give you negatives, but it's not what you're looking for. But I did hit on uh, Mike Sisselberger. He was the second best faceoff guy this week. And uh, from second to third was a sizable margin. So that was a pretty good play. He was almost a cost per point. He was uh, 28 cost, and I think he put up 27.8. So that was nice for me. The PLL fantasy worst deal. Jackson Morrell, I'm not going to say I was wrong on this. I'm not going to say that just yet. But he was a cost of 47 and gave you 30-something. So it wasn't you wasn't the greatest play that you would have gone with. It was expensive and it wasn't it wasn't a bad play. I mean, it's still thirty something. I picked a whole bunch of guys who didn't get thirty something. So um, I'm not gonna say that I was wrong here, but I for sure was not right. Who I was right though on was Zan Dixon, uh, cost of thirty six. Zan only put up eight, I believe. It was not his greatest outing of the. Uh, of the year. I saw this coming, especially once I saw that he was going into the um, the midfield role without him playing attack. It just, he wasn't going to get the touches that he needed. His cost was 36. He only put up eight. Mike Chanichuk, I'm going to say I was wrong here. This is just, uh, I was not right. He put, was a cost of 35. He put up 33. It's a little different compared to a guy like Morel who was a cost of 47 and only put or put up 34. I shouldn't say only, but uh, Jenny putting up 33, I mean, basically a cost per point. So I'm going to say I was wrong there. Uh, Jenny definitely deserved a bit more respect than that. I, I had the feeling too. I'm, I'm writing down Mike Chaney and I'm like, I really don't think so. But a guy who was for sure right on, I knew this right away. I saw the cost and I was like, no fucking shot. This could does anything this week. And no offense to him. Uh, he's on my favorite team. But uh, Montgomery was a cost of 22 and put up negative six. Uh, for sure, 10 out of 10, I hit on that. What I didn't hit on were most of my uh, most of my covers. So I had Chrome to cover. Chrome did not cover. I had the under, and I believe the under did indeed hit. So there you go for me. McArdle. Caraway, Sowers, Walker. These were four guys all about the 20 and change, mid to high 20s price. And then their point-wise, they were all in the upper 30s. They were all about 1.4, 1.3 cost per point. Just overall, that that whole attack without Connor Kelly, I mean, they just fucking came through. Um, really impressive by them. Good job on their part. If you played any of those guys, congrats to you. If you played Eli Gobrech, I'm sorry to hear it, negative 6.2. It's a really tough go. Bed Randall, though, with 20 as your defense. It's a pretty solid day. And uh, speaking of solid days, uh, Dylan Ward came in. First start, cost of 7, put up 33. One of the better cost per points this week. 
Uh, like I said, Ryland Reese, that was uh, just across 17, put up 10. It could have been worse. Ryan Conrad, though, with negative nine, give you negative one cost per point. It's a, that's a, that is a tough go right there. Obviously, Connor Kelly was out. Zach Courier didn't do what Zach Courier usually does. He um, did seem to get a couple of, or I believe, a face-off win. So he had 9.8 points this week. And that was pretty much it. Very, very uh, attack-heavy. Dylan Warden, if you know that he's going in, probably better off playing him. And then the defense was either hit or miss. I mean, Liam Burns also, 14 points. It's not the worst, not the best. I mean, if you're looking for that, uh, overall this season, and I'll tell you right now, overall this season, the average for D has been, oh, I'm sorry, this is, uh, so the average points for defense has been nine. So if you're getting guys who are giving you more than nine, you're getting more than the average. Meanwhile, with attack, if you don't have a guy that's putting up 30 points, you're really not getting what you need to get out of them. Same thing with midfielders. Uh, I didn't do this with goalies. I probably should have added them in. But midfielders are about 16 points, are 16.6. The attack, you need at least 30 to get what you're looking for out of the average of them. But yeah, defense, um, LSMs too, short stick D mids. If you're getting anything better than nine, and their cost is way higher than what they're giving back to. So it's really hard to to emphasize or uh, promote taking uh, an expensive defenseman when realistically you're, you're really just hoping a guy just gets to like eight points at that point. No pun, no no pun intended. I don't know. I don't think that's a pun though. Meanwhile, on the Chrome side, like I said, Morel, thirty-four points. Wisniewskis came through. All right, not the greatest. Thirty-four cost, pretty high. But like I said. You know, if you're an attackman, you got to be putting up at least 30. He only put up 21. Uh, Nick Chern was completely on me. I said that he was – I played him. I said that I was going to go with him. He only put up six. My bad. An interesting did not play was uh, Molloy. I didn't see anything out of that. I didn't see if he was hurt. I didn't see if something was going on. Uh, Bernhardt and Giles Garris on the defensive side were out, which led Greg Wow to come in, one of the best cost-per-point player. 34, had a goal, had a couple of cost turnovers, had a really great week. Uh, only a cost of three. He is a guy who I'm sure when the other two come back, he'll have to take a step back. and He'll be picked up from somebody. There will be a trade. They have some good value if they can keep him going. Connor Farrell just got to his 100, 500, 500 career face-off wins. Congrats to him. Uh, I know a lot of people doubted him in the beginning of his uh, career, but he's definitely came through and shown that you know, the transition to face-off is, uh, is an easy one for Connor Farrell, being a career-long football player. But 16.4 points, I believe he was the third best Face-off guy this week. Uh, he's been super consistent, man. I mean, he's fucking lights out. As long as he... If he puts a ball in the back of the net, he's a slam dunk. Scannone, on the other hand, it's, he started off super hot, but he's just been struggling recently. Um, struggle is a tough word. You know, 21 isn't the worst. Cost of 25. His cost has for sure been coming down, which is making him a bit of a better play. Nick Rill with 22, that's a fucking guy to put in, man. I mean, that's more than double the average of any other fucking defenseman. Other than that, though, not much to see with this one. Uh, 
a lot of people struggling. There's a lot of negatives on here, just across the board. The next game that we have is Cannon's Atlas. Uh, congrats to Matt Cap, the third fastest to 100 career points. He had three goals and four assists for 96 points. Led the week this week. I, that should go without saying. 96. I've left them. That's the season high. Here I had Atlas against the spread. Uh, pretty sure I was wrong on that. But I did have the over. And if I'm not mistaken, the Cannons and the Atlas did hit the over. But, uh, yeah, the Cannons covered the spread for sure. Holman, Nolting, both with 40-something points. Cav fucking stealing the show. And then we have uh, Keatley, was the defenseman that you should have played on this one, 26. I, I, I couldn't even fucking tell you there, bud. Goaltending-wise, Gittleman has taken the backseat officially, so now we have uh, Connor Curse coming in 16 this week. Not the greatest enough to give them a dub, though. And you know what? I was, I was a big... I was a big hater at first. I was like, damn, fuck Drew Adams. He's too old. He's fucking bench his ass. Just go with Gittleman. I thought Gittleman was the truth. And now that Gittleman's on the cannons, meanwhile, their defense, I don't think it's as good as the Archers is. Um, he's just been struggling, man. So I don't know what the woes are going to be like. And it's, it's, I'll get to it with the Archers in a little bit. But the woes that they're having right now with their goaltending – and their face-off is – it's tough because uh, Kelly had 1.2, just kind of got dominated, did get dominated on a day, and the other guy, just another scratch. It's a tough go to be a face-off guy nowadays, man. And now with the other Reese – the other Reese – their LSM put up 36. Uh, Hartzell did not play, and Rawl ended up giving you negative six. But if you went with this LSM on this team – yeah, you, you ended up doing really well. Next, we have Drenner and Donville both putting up 40. So we have Holman, Nolting, Drenner, Donville, all with 40-plus points. Kavanaugh with 96. Campbell with 32. Oslinan, whatever. Uh, the So not the short stick D mid, but the other one, the regular midfielder, 27. And the short stick D mid and Fairman with 30. So if you pretty much played any one of the candidates, you had a 50-50 shot of getting fucking 30-plus points out of somebody. Meanwhile, the other side for the Atlas, you had Law, who had a fucking hell of a day. You had Rex Road, who had a hell of a day. Baptiste, like I said, was an absolute fucking dog. Dennis, proving me wrong, I did say I didn't believe in him with 34. But on the flip side, Gray T. T especially, I played him. Cost of 50, only gave you 22. It's not what you need. Gray's just trying to scrape along, along that uh, attackman average with 25. That's not what you need. Law with 20 with 47. Rex Road with 48. Like I said, absolute fucking dogs. But the rest of the Makar, Durkin, Adler averaged for negative points. Can't have that. Can't have that. Uh. This time, so Concanon and Porter, I don't know at what point of the game they swapped out, but they all both ended up with uh, with 11 and 10. I don't know what's going on with Concanon, man. I, I, I didn't really even know. I don't know. There's, there's some goaltending and some face-off woes in this league, and that's for sure. The disparagement, the uh, disparity, the 
the differences between the fucking top four, top three, and everybody else's. It, it is significant, to say the least. Midfield-wise, though, I was right on guys like Curry and Costabile, 1 and 13. Uh, yeah, I just didn't see it. Gutterding, like I said, that's on me. Yeah, it was cost of 3, gave you 10, so great cost per point, but just, you know, not even the average for the uh, for the midfielders there. Overall, that was a fucking sweet game, though. Glad I was, you know, doing pretty well on the, uh, the over-unders through this weekend, that is until I hit the Chaos and the Redwoods where I went with the over, but I did hit on the Redwoods against the spread, so, you know, I'm still hitting 50%, I eat that. The Chaos in this case, uh, so Meniscus was listed as a midfielder, and he put up 19, which is pretty good, man, especially for a guy that was playing attack and then went up to midfield, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, but he was still, I think, still listed as an attack in the fantasy. It's, it's, that's all, it's all fucked up when it comes down to that. But he ended up putting up 19, which is more than the average, but less than the cost per point out of him. Cloutier, Byrne, Frazier, none of them really popped off. Byrne with the best one, 24, but was a cost of 42, so not really great there. Cloutier only, uh, cost to do six points. I almost thought about going with him, but only gave you eight, so there's a reason for that. And then Frazier gave you negative points, which is a tough go. Bowen, who's been having a hell of a fucking season so far, gave you 21, almost a cost per point. So I'm, I'm starting to look at him, man. That's just like an every week plug and place. He's going to cost you 20-something, but you know what you're going to get out of him. With Rowlett out, we had Serdic come in. I don't even know what his cost was, but he gave you 22. So shout out to him, too. And then Max Adler came in this week. Uh, Nick Rowlett was out as well as his brother. Max Adler put up negative 3.2. There you go. How you doing? Uh, I don't, I, I couldn't imagine a world that I would have gone with him, but I didn't think that he was going to do that. Blaze Rudin did not play. Blaze Rudin did not play. Why? Andy Tower said that he wanted, uh, Austin caught to see game time if they needed him down the stretch. I don't really understand it. If you like, you go out and you you try to win games. No, am I wrong? I don't. Is there something going on here? Is there? I I just I don't I really don't know. I don't want to I don't want to speculate at all. But you're a two and one team, and I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't. I just I don't I don't understand it. Uh, anyway, caught ended up putting thirty, put up putting up thirty six though. He was the second best cost per player this week. If you ended up going with him, congrats. He only costed you a four. That was a fucking steal. LSM wise, I don't even want to get into it. Costabile played a little bit, negative one. Ray eight, nine, 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 my greatest go. Dane Smith too, man. I mean, only cost us twelve. I fucking hopped all over this, and he only put up ten. I was like, fuck. But their defensive uh, short sticks in Rush and Ian McKay. 31 for McKay, 21 for Rush. I don't know, man. I don't know. This team fucking confuses me. I don't know. There's no other way. To, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. But on the other side of the ball, we had the Redwoods. The Redwoods offense was fucking nuts. We had Bertrand. We'll start with the midfields because I fucking I rag on the midfield. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them their just due as soon as I can. Bertrand with a Hattie, 
48 points, only cost us six, had fucking one of the best cost per points with eight. Jules was a cost of 13, put up 31. It was, which was just really fucking nice to see that he was fucking coming back a little bit. You're like, all right, there's some life here. But guys like Milo Jones, Perkovic, those are the two guys where it's like, hey, man, we need something. Kirsch just had a great game, didn't play him. It is what it is. Um, and then on the attacks, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm in midfield. I'm, shout out to fucking Bertrand Hedenberg. They're the only ones who are ever going to do anything. And then Kirsch is the one guy who did something last week and they fucking sat him. But it is what it is. The attack-wise, Pennell, Berg, Garzi. Berg was invisible this week, but that was because Pennell and Garzi were just fucking unstoppable. 66 and 58. Both guys, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't like spending on attackmen. Just fucking, I spent on T and I missed. Uh, Ryder Garnsey continue, continues to just prove me wrong week in and week out. Um, especially with Matt Cav gone, and Matt Cav is now starting to light it up. He's been doing, he was doing pretty well, but this was the week where it's like, whew, man, jeez. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a sneaky fucking uh, point streak going, or point production going over his first 100 games. I got to give it to him. But yeah, Ryder Garnsey with 58 this week, fantasy points. He is just unstoppable. I mean, he started the game three for three on shots. Uh, just an absolute fucking dog. Defensively, it was Glazner and Apple are really the only two guys you ever really look at here. Both were above the average. Glazner was probably your slightly better play. His cost per point was a bit better. And he was only nine points less than Apple. Um, but yeah, it all, it all depends there. I mean, there were 10 point difference. It was, yeah, they're both about a cost, both a little bit more than a cost per point. I mean, one was 1.4, one was 1.2. And then the goaltending. So Troutner, I wouldn't, I, I feel like they should trade him or something. I don't know. I guess it's not bad to have a backup like that. But Kelly has seemed to be the guy. He was a cost of 40, one of the highest in the league, and he put up 39. So, can't can't complain. If you paid for it, you got you just do. And that's pretty much the roundabout about that game. That was great for me to watch because the fucking Redwoods won, so I was jacked up about that. And then the Archers and Whips, was, which ended all not too long ago, was, uh, was completely the opposite of what I was hoping for. Uh, I had the whips against the spread. Yeah, I was wrong. I had the under. I was wrong. Although I was happy that that the whip snakes lost. But we'll start with the uh, archers first. So, no Grant Amen. He was questionable. He did not play. I didn't even see D. Simone anywhere. I couldn't get his numbers on anything. I was watching the game, too. I couldn't even fucking tell you who the third attackman was. But the other two attackmen, I can tell you who they were. Connor Fields, Mac O'Keefe. Mac O'Keefe scored a fucking goal, and he's pushing off of his left foot as he's shooting around, um, I think it was Squires, or it was uh, whoever the uh, long pole was who was on him, shooting around him, and he fucking cramps, and goes down, scores the goal. It was fucking filthy. It was just, I, I, was, I was all about it. Connor Fields with 53. I mean, just those two are fucking sick. Connor Fields just makes plays look fucking just textbook, elementary, uh, like anyone can do it. I mean, he makes it look so simple. 
Defensively, Dominic Hasek was one of the best cost per point players this week. Only cost him nine, gave you 44.8. If for some reason you went with him, God bless you because he came through. Like I said before, Sissy Berger put up 27.4, just about a cost per point. Uh, was the second best uh, faceoff guy this week. And then Dobson was the probably the toughest one here, 41 with the highest uh, cost in the league. Only gave you 24. You kind of hate that. You do hate to see that. On the opposite side of it, though, Matt Moore, 24, gave you 48. He had a fucking hell of a day. Uh, absolute hell of a day. I think he had a hat trick in the first half. And then Tom Shrubby Schreiber, just about a cost per point, with 41 points this week. And that was about it on the Archer side. The Archers were fucking awesome to watch, though. They looked awesome. And oh, so getting into this. So last year, I'm like, damn, they don't have a faceoff guy. They had, or they had Stephen Kelly. They traded him. I was like, damn, what are they doing? And then they had Drew Adams. They had Drew Adams. They had Gettleman. And I'm like, what is, what is going on here? What are we doing? Like, we're just blowing up this whole fucking team. And then they bring in Sisselberger. Dog. They bring in Dobson, dog, and those two things that I thought they were missing last year that they got rid of the year before, the summer before that, they now have finally replaced. And honestly, at this point, I think I might put my money down on uh, on these guys winning it all. And then we have the whip snakes. I'm just going to make sure that this is still recording because my fucking headphones are yelling at me right now. We got to wrap this up soon. We had Manny who ended up doing 30, was across the 44, was just about the average of what you needed out of him. But Zed Williams was the fucking star of the show. Cost the 18, put up 51 with no Rambo. I should have fucking, mm, I should have fucking known that. Zed Williams had a day. Khan, Chani, Dordovic, 20, 33, 56. This midfield group absolutely went off. Goaltending and Burnmore, not the greatest day out of him. And the whips take the loss. There are a lot of zeros. There's a lot of negatives. Not the greatest day of the Whip Snakes. Uh, this was definitely a team to stay away from this week. But at the end of the day, it was pretty good. Great lacrosse. Good times. Your best cost per point players, Weil, Caught, Bertrand, Telvin, and your top scorers, Cav, Pinnell, Garzi, Dordovic. And I'm just saying, just saying, there's a lot of redwoods up there.